This webmasterradio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. The lower the temperature drops, the closer you are to AFCON 2010 Miami. Book a luxurious suite for AFCON 2010 Miami at the Fairmont Turnberry Isle Resort and Club by logging on to bit.ly slash AFCON Miami. Escape the cold and embark to our winter oasis for affiliate marketers at AFCON 2010 Miami, December 8th through 10th. You can register now by going to AFCON2010.com. That's A-F-F-C-O-M-2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterVideo.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. It's uh, Thursday, October the 14th, almost Halloween. And, uh, yeah, we have just sort of a free-form, free-form show today. A uh, number of things we're going to be discussing. Uh, Marissa Meyer moving uh, positions at Google, the Facebook Bing deal, the social network, the, the movie The Social Network, you know, questions of Yahoo being for sale again, um, the, touching on some of the conferences coming up. And uh, for our Canadian listeners, a little bit of a sad lament for the, um, well, the strength of the, not the relative strength of the Canadian dollar. Um, and if you're a Canadian exporter, you'll understand why we have a sad lament about it. But let's sort of dive in. Uh, let's sort of dive in right here this uh, morning slash afternoon. Dave, how you doing, bro? I am doing absolutely fantastically. Um, you know, beautiful day out here, and uh, lots of interesting things happening in the world. So, I mean, who who can argue that? Um, you're right. I mean, as a as a as a company that um, charges in U.S. dollars, obviously this this currency thing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, not necessarily something I was looking forward to seeing, um, but uh, but you know, such, such is life. Um, Give me a stable currency. I don't care if it's the greenback. I don't care if it's the loony. Just make a dollar a dollar and keep it there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, well, some might say that the European Union had had some wise ideas going. Of course, it's kicking them in the butt right now, but, you know, (laughs) at least we all, at least we all that are exchanging amongst each other would have a stable currency to, uh, um, to trade in, but... There we are. We'll all get past it. I don't see it going much, uh, too much further anyway. And you know, I have a feeling that for the next you know decade or so, we're going to be hovering in this like five to ten cent back and forth um, kind of range. But you know, hopefully, I'm wrong. The American currency takes off, and you know, we get a forty percent surplus like we were back five six years ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in Ottawa, Canada's capital, uh, a week and a half ago, and. Um some of the people I spoke with were um, predicting a dollar fifteen 
Canadian dollar worth one fifteen, or um, the U.S. dollar worth a dollar fifteen Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, or the other way around. Sorry, the Canadian dollar being worth one fifteen American. So that would be a fifteen percent uh, increase, or a fifteen percent uh, uh, higher than the than the than the, than the greenback. And you know, as an exporting business, that terrifies me. Indeed, indeed. However. You also spend a lot of your time traveling, so you know at least at least you get some benefit. <laughs> In fact, right now you are down uh, to our neighbors to the to the south here. You're you're visiting uh, the fine United States. How's that going? I well, yeah, I love visiting the United States. I love being in this country. I truly enjoy it down here. I'm in um, San Diego, California. Um, we're on the same time zone, Dave. That's 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 kind of bizarre. Um, it is indeed. Uh, it's 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 hot humid and beautiful down here um and again i i love i love traveling in the states i really enjoy it um and <laughs> unfortunately i converted my money last week <laughs> when uh, when the when the dollar wasn't as strong so i didn't get as many greenbacks as i as i might have gotten from my loonies interesting oh, well, you know, happenings at, this at google like this when week the huh? price of uh, the price of gas goes a couple pennies difference you're like oh i wish i bought it then and then you think you know, really, I would have saved fifty cents. <laughs> well, like indeed. indeed. Um, um, let's let's jump into the some of the the more tech related topics. Um, sure. Interesting moves at Google this week. Marissa Meyer, yeah. um, former basically, she was the head of search in general at Google, um, has been transferred out of that position. She's now going to be leading up the uh, local and geolocation team. Um, and Uri Manber um, is now head of the search division. But Marissa, yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the best-known um, tech executives in history, certainly one of the, the best-known and most admired Google executives, um, eminently successful as head of search for the last uh, six years, what do you think it says that she's being moved to uh, local or geolocation services? You know, I, I think it's, it's interesting. And I was reading an article over on Web Pro News um, by Doug, Doug Caverly, I'm sure you know. Um, anyways, that sort of said, hey, this could even look like a demotion of sorts. Um, to me, I would argue no. And, and there's sometimes the businesses, and, and you know, I'm sure many of our listeners know that, where you have to make a move that may not necessarily look good. It might not be nice and warm and fluffy, but it's putting the best person in the best place at the best time to get a job done. Um, and here we've got Marissa, who is, I don't know, I mean, <laughs> you know, has, has forgotten more than probably all the combined SEOs in the world will ever know about the way Google functions and, and, and what it is. Um, you know, sort of sitting on, on this new opportunity. It, it, I read this this morning, and it came at a really interesting time, because I had just been chatting um, with, a, with a bunch of my SEOs um, about Google Instant and about the directions it's going to go and, and some of the unknown factors in there and, and this and that. And one of the recurring questions and recurring things we were talking about was predictive search as it relates to geotargeting. So entering in those generic terms, and since we have this predictive model where I don't have to assume anything, I can just kind of show it to you in advance, but if I'm wrong, it's okay, because you'll just keep going with your search query. It presents a fantastic opportunity for Google to actually start really doing geotargeting on generic phrases and providing 
those 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 predictive models to to such an advanced degree, but without detracting from your experience, if you really just wanted criminal lawyer, right? But I can show you criminal lawyer in Victoria as a predictive model. But if you actually wanted, you know, just criminal lawyer, you hit that enter, right? And and off you go. You get it. Didn't I didn't detract from you to give you that predictive model? But chances are I'm right, and you are looking for somebody where you are. Um, and so I think taking, I mean, this is a, a highly complicated thing, and we were covering that issue is, is all of the weird anomalies and when this demographic searches versus this demographic, what's going to happen, and these people are going to act like this, and these people wouldn't be, and what if this happens? And so I think taking one of your most knowledgeable, experienced people and putting them in this role um, to, to really work on a problem that is going to be enormously impactful to the search results, but also enormously complicated to try and deal with the 8,000 different variables, because we're not just dealing with an algorithm and black hat versus white hat SEO and, and that sort of thing. We're dealing with, with these, these pesky little you know, seven-plus billion humans running around the planet, all of whom have their own brain, uh, and trying to figure out a way to model a, a predictive um, situation geographically around them. I think this is this is absolutely fantastic. And let's not forget as well, we've got Google TV coming in that's going to also have um, you know some some geo um, targeting aspects. I mean, many the entire ad model you know is going to be based on geo targeting and, and these sort of things. So I think it's not a demotion. It's moving one of the brightest minds that they've got into the role that's going to present the biggest problems and the biggest opportunities that they're about to have over the next couple of years. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. Um, I think this uh, is a signal to the, uh, well, this isn't a signal to the SEO community or SEM community, but the SEM and SEO community should treat this as a signal. This is the direction Google is going to be going in. Um, Google is going to be targeting individual searchers far more in the future. And as you know, to, to agree with you, this is a sign that they're putting their very best brain or one of the very best brains um, on it, and I mean, we've we've all read the stories about um, the uh, obsessive nature of Marissa Mayer and the way she work will work her team over uh, over and over and over a problem, um, just rehashing the most minute details until they're exactly right. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of change from Google starting three to six months from now. Oh, saying we're going to see a lot of change from Google is like saying the sun is going to rise tomorrow. But <laughs> I think we're going to see a great deal more change. And I think, you know, we got to start wondering where are the signal points? What is going to be driving um, Google's newer ways of establishing what is relevant to somebody in Etobicoke, Ontario, what is relevant to somebody in Flushing Meadows, New York, what is relevant to somebody in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, or San Diego, California, um, mm -hmm. under a relatively general keyword search. Um, I'm trying to, well, trying to pinpoint it without jumping into our next story. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much social signal is integrated, but again, that's jumping into one of our next stories. Well, you're right. I mean, and something else, just before we move on, related to, to this move by Marissa, um, and it was also noted, this one actually didn't catch until I read the story um, by Tug, was that she's also supposed to be joining Google's um, operating committee. Now, their operating committee is, is, is a small group of the people that decide 
where Google is going. Um, so I think you're right in talking about we're the ones, this isn't a demotion, we're the ones that need to face the fact and, and, and recognize that it's actually the fact that this isn't a demotion, that not only is, is she being moved into geotargeting and geolocation um, and local markets, but she's also now, or, or at least rumored to be, moving into the prime decision-making um, organization within the Google body. We need to look at that and go, okay, A plus B equals C, if she's going geolocation and local, and she's being put in, into an organization that decides what happens at Google, okay, C has to be <laughs> that local um, and geolocation is, is going to be incredibly important moving forward. And then, of course, you know, we talked last week about um, Google TV. I mean, not just, you know, okay, and, and further proof that this is, is exactly uh, you know, the direction that they're heading in. Um, you know, I mean, we kind of knew that with Android, but when they move one of their top minds into, into that role, and, and a good call on the sort of, you know, not in a horrible way, but the obsessive nature of perfection that, that she shows in, in, in organizing these minute details, this is, it's, it's, yeah, we all need to wake up and pay very, very close attention to what, what's going on in this space. Um, I think it was about 18 months ago, maybe two years ago, Danny Sullivan wrote an article saying he didn't like the term search engine optimization anymore, and he was more interested in the term digital asset optimization. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a signal that um, SEOs need to take from need to take from the uh, from the move of Marissa. This is SEO as a practice isn't really about. Well, I mean, it is about search engines still. It's still about getting the top ranking on on uh, Google and Bing, and um, you know, about moving the web documents of our of our clients, um, you know, higher and easier to find under as many relevant keyword phrases as possible. But the way we did it in the past is fundamentally different from the way the way that we're going to be doing it today, and even more so different from the way we'll be doing it um, in the coming in the coming weeks and months. Um, Oh, it's it's police week here in El Cajon, California. We have a helicopter flying very low overhead. I apologize for the extra noise. Just a moment, please. Um, yes, it's police week here in in, uh, in uh, Southern California. <laughs> um, it's always police week in Southern California. <coughs> so. Digital asset optimization. I'm I'm getting more and more and more into that term. Um, we might want to call up Jill Whalen and talk about the Dow of Search again. Um, and one of the reasons that we're moving away from pure work on web documents to you know working in several other areas and with other applications um, is the rise of social networks, the rise of Twitter, the rise of Facebook, the new extraordinary new power that uh, Facebook seems to be holding in the uh, on, on and over the internet. Um, who was it the other day that was actually suggesting that the power is moving away from Google and moving to Facebook in the valley? Oh, you know what? I can't remember who said it. I do remember that I disagree. <laughs> but, uh, um, I mean, anyway, you know what? It's one of those funny statements that it's like the statement I disagree with the, the, the brain behind it, I don't. And I mean, I think we've all hit, you know, this is a space full of that. We create titles to attract attention to, to, to articles um, or, or to points and then basically sort of present an argument or, or present our case as, as very, very, you know, much more 
oh, okay, that's what he meant, kind of kind of thing. Um, and I don't, yeah. I, can we see a world where Facebook can ever replace Google? I mean, could could you even? Well, where do you go for your information? We're, we're looking right? at a world where, you know how you used to log on, you know, you turn your computer on, you're on the internet because we're always on now, mm-hmm. and um, Google's your homepage. First page that opens up, right. uh, Google.com. That's changed for a lot of people. Facebook is their primary, um, primary page, the way they relate to the internet that we work on. Right. So the ecosystem has changed in that way uh, that, you know, often the first place people go instead of G-O-O-G-L-E is F-A-C-E and then autofill makes it Facebook. Right. <laughs> That's power. Um, so well, much you're, so, you're right there for so sure. much so that earlier um, this week, Facebook and Bing signed a deal where likes within your social network and this harkens harkens towards personalization of search over at uh, Bing likes within your social network are going to directly impact um, search results as as Bing calculates them for you yep how brilliant is that I well I think it's pretty cool on some levels and um, you know I know it's redundant to talk privacy in Facebook these days but there is a privacy issue. Um, oh, this is intolerable, guys! Just catch the catch, catch them. Just, just land your helicopter and use your feet or something. Good lord! Um, I swear, there's a helicopter hovering, like, or just circling around the neighborhood I'm in for no apparent reason. Um, catch them already, fellas! Catch them. Do something useful. Um. What was I saying? It's, uh, Dave, could you carry on for a second? Because this is about to get very loud here. <laughs> Most certainly. Well, you know what? I don't know exactly what, what you were saying, but I can go on on, on my thoughts on this. Um, and I know you were chatting about privacy, but you're – I support privacy, but you are adamant and, and, and you know, quite vocal on, on the subject, certainly more, more to the point than me. Um, when I look at this, um, I look at this as a marketer but also as a user taking privacy aside from it. Um, and viewing this almost as an opportunity, and it's one of these great things, and, and for, for our listeners who were listening last week as well, you'll remember um, me talking on Google TV, um, and I think what we're going to see is Bing doing kind of the same thing, different, but same result, which is bringing in features and functions and, and, and portions into the algorithm that aren't just going to improve their ads, but they're going to make me thank them. For, for the way that they're doing it and for what they're doing. And to use that, let's just go to Facebook themselves. And I know I've mentioned this a few times on our show, but it doesn't make it less true, um, is my favorite ads come from Facebook. Why? Because they know everything about me that I've told them. I mean, I'm not an idiot, and I do concern myself with my privacy. They don't know everything, but they do know I like arrested development. They do know I'm an SEO. So they tailor their ads to me. Um, and, and I appreciate that. And the most ads I've ever clicked on uh, when I wasn't doing landing page research, is is through Facebook, and I think now that Bing can extrapolate from that. Hey, what are what are the things you like? Just like we were talking last week on Google TV. Hey, you now know what television shows I was watching last night and which commercials I saw on those shows. So now you can tie that into a to a text ad the next day. Similarly, they'll know that yesterday I liked this thing related to you know X Y Z product. Hey, why don't I show you an ad on XYZ product today? Um, I think it's absolutely brilliant, and it makes me like their ads more. So at the end of the day, I'm actually going to be happy 
that they're advertising to me, or at least happier that they're advertising to me. And, of course, the happier I am to look at your ads and the more relevant I find your ads, the more likely I am to click on them. So, well, uh, more. Let's let's step in. Let's step into our SEO shoes for a second here, and you know, understanding that the like button is actually going to provide a signal. Oh my goodness! Why, whenever I have something to say, do the police have to fly their helicopter right over my head? It's so unfair. Um, it's just so unfair. Well, Jim, maybe you should be happy. Maybe the person they're looking for is you. <laughs> Well, I mean, they could just use Facebook. That's easy enough to find me. Jeez. <laughs> Only if you're using put Facebook. Down, put down the helicopter. Pick up your laptops, fellas. I'm right here. Um. <laughs> this is the weather report here on Webmaster Radio, or the traffic report here on Webmaster Radio.fm. It's very congested with these helicopters. Um, okay. The like button is going to carry a huge amount of power, and any you know any webmaster out there who hasn't got a like button on at least the index page of uh, websites that they're working on, um, it's quite easy to do. Really, it's so it's 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 simpler than putting um, than than embedding a YouTube video. Sorry, Google, but it, it really is. Um, well, I mean that says something because YouTube videos very easy to embed. <laughs> so it's not really a detriment drop, to Google. Drop the code in, just, done. <laughs> Similarly, the like button, drop the code in exactly where you want it to appear on the page. And you can get to that by going to the advertise section at Facebook. Um, oh, my goodness. I mean, this is absurd. They weren't here half an hour ago. Anyway, um, any webmaster who isn't using the like button from Facebook, they I mean, you're going to see them appearing everywhere on websites now. Um you know how it, how it used to be that you'd ask somebody, you'd you know go on um, Skype or go on um, your instant message client client of choice and and ask people to um, and ask people to retweet what you just tweeted. You're going to see people saying "like me, like me, like me" all over the place. <laughs> it's it's true, and it sounds kind of sad. <laughs> Sounds like that desperate girl at the dance we all knew in high school. Um, yeah, I mean, and the, the thing is, I mean, it's great marketing for, for Facebook. I mean, we can all see why Facebook would do this, right? I mean, the more exposure they can get, the better. Um, you know, from, from their angle. I do wonder a little bit at who is this affecting? Well, this is affecting Bing. Well, now, yes, Bing has Yahoo now, but... Um, is it going to have the massive adoption that, that some might might hope? Um, and of course, there's you know in a zero risk situation, you know that's that's all well and good, but um, you know which is I mean essentially it is. But I don't know if we're going to see the same adoption as if um, say Google and Facebook had the same arrangement. Um, you would see every SEO on the planet basically head out, hit all of their client sites, and put this thing there. I do wonder since it's Bing, what we'll see. Um, as far one, as in five, one in five consumer searches are being conducted over Bing. About twenty percent. Bing has about twenty percent of the market now. And again, take that down to to the lowest lowest uh, common denominators. You got one in five, and that's uh, that's a fairly sizable search group. I'm not passing them up. That is fairly sizable, and I think it's underestimated, right? I mean, this is this is a it is a good chunk of of the population. The, the calls I still get though are Google. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I need to rank on Google uh, with very, very little consideration. 
um, for the fact that, hey, there is this other thing, and now there's only one of them, right? So it actually makes my <laughs> life easier. Okay, we have to uh, we have to take a break here. I want to keep I want to keep this part of the conversation going, but we you know got to pay some bills. That's the way the world works. So, friends, you're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, October fourteenth. Um, stay tuned. We're coming back with more talk about about uh, Facebook. We're gonna be talking about the movie The Social Network and other topics here on Webcology. Back in a moment. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Today's forecast calls for 6 to 12 inches and temperatures will only be in the teens overnight, so bundle up and make sure... Imagine you're planning your end-of-year reports, planning for next year. What are you going to do to monetize more in 2011? We're going to have clear and sunny skies with a perfect day of weather for everyone coming to AFCON 2010. Warm up your marketing strategies this December in our winter oasis for affiliate marketers. AFCON 2010 Miami, December 8th through 10th at the Fairmont Turnberry Isle Resort in Aventura, Florida. Sign up now at AFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at SEOfox.com. That's SEOfox.com. Traffic. Leads. Money. Want to learn what it takes to drive truckloads of targeted traffic, convert the highest percentage of leads, and make the most money? Welcome to the Internet Marketing Radio Show that exposes the latest methods, systems, and strategies that actually work in today's online environment. Get the unbiased truth from real marketers, industry pioneers, and trendsetters. Traffic, leads, money. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here at WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, October the 14th. It looks like the um, San Diego Police Department have found something better to do with their time in their helicopters, so we might be able to get through most of the rest of the show without really loud and plated uh, interruption. Um, 
we were talking about the Facebook Bing partnership just a moment ago and uh, the new found power of the like or recommend button. Um, speaking of Facebook, you know what I did last night? I'm going to guess it has something to do with Facebook. It has a lot to do with Facebook, but um, you know, it may be real, it may not be real. I went and saw the movie The Social Network. Ah, I've, how I've, is that? I've been waiting to go see this so I could, um, you know, I'm down visiting uh, a dear friend and a dear friend of mine in, in in California, and I've been waiting to go to see this movie with her because I know she wanted to see it too. And um, well, have, have you seen the film yet, Dave? No, no, I haven't. I strongly recommend that you go see it. I um, well, it's not a feel-good movie. Uh, Brasco, you've seen that. You've seen the Social Network now, eh? Saw it opening night. Yeah. Um, the Social Network traces the uh, story, and it's very accurate to the story as we, the public, knows it, um, of how Facebook was developed um, from the early days at at Harvard University to, um, well, to today, where Mark Zuckerberg is the world's youngest billionaire. Um, it traces the. Uh, it's, it's it's interesting the way that the 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 film was written. It comes from the uh, depositions in the hearings uh, around the original ownership of of Facebook, and it sort of traces the story back as people are testifying, um, often against Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. Um, what a, I guess at the end of it, you're left with a number of impressions. Number one being, what an asshole. Um, and number two, what a lonely, lonely bastard. It's, uh, I really urge people to go see the movie. It's, it's in the same way that I urge people to go see the Pirates of Silicon Valley. It's just a good history lesson. Um, but the, the fact is we won't actually know whether this is an accurate history or not because everybody who was involved in the early days has signed a non-disclosure agreement that... Um, well, if they violate it, Mark Zuckerberg gets even richer. Right. Um, how can, I mean, seriously, I mean, we need to ask ourselves, how can something like the like Facebook rise so quickly? It was 2004, just six years ago, that Facebook went international. Mm-hmm. And now it's... Uh, well, it's, in my mind, surpassing... I do believe that Facebook is on its way to surpassing Google for just sheer power of influence over web users' habits. With over 500 million users, that's about one-sixth to one-eighth of the world's population. Um, yeah, again, um, how do these things happen? And in a weird way, though, um, to... Um, hopefully as, as, as closely as possible, quote my friend Kelly, um, while the movie, you leave the movie loathing people, <laughs> um, in a weird way, as a, you know, as a tech developer and somebody who's very interested in, in working to change the, change the world through the web, it's almost inspiring. Although, um, you know, I, I in in some of the scenes on the mo- in the movie, I recognized people and uh, places that I, not necessarily people I've met or places I've been, but I've recognized the character of people, the 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 tone of the party. Yeah. Um, 
the tone of the party. Um, excuse me, I just got to have a quick instant message from a potential client, so my head just uh, went sideways for a second. <laughs> I love our jobs, Dave. Anyway, so I found the movie somewhat inspiring. In six years, this application has literally changed the world and the way we view the web. Dave, do you think that, uh, you know, Twitter, um, Facebook, whatever comes next, is there, is, is, is the, are the conditions right for another application to come and seriously change the way we do things? Um, I think there is. Um, and, and here's why, is I don't think, I think Facebook is, is filling a very, very specific niche, um, or, or need. I shouldn't say niche, a specific need, or maybe niche, but in everybody's life. Um, I find it a little too overwhelming um, to say. I mean, I'm sure you, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, I've mentioned it on the show where, you know, I, I had like 600 friends and I pared it right down, right? Like these are, I'm going to Whistler, I'm talking about my trip, I'm taking, posting up some photos. I don't need my clients seeing those. I don't need, you know, coworkers seeing those. I don't need, this is for friends, right? As far as my take, I think you're, you're a little different um, and, and you have more people in there, but I think something needs to happen that enables a larger sort of separation of these two things. I think Twitter was fine for these these quick little, you know, well, 140 characters or, or, or less things. Um, if I had to guess, I would say that Twitter's got not forever left, right? I mean, it's, it's you know, I mean, this is just my personal opinion, um, but I'm seeing more and more, and I'm actually watching for it and seeing more and more of this just miscellaneous shouting into the dark that's happening, and I'm getting sent messages that I don't even bother reading anymore, and, and you know, because you know, I, you know, and I end up blocking users and this and that, and I'm one of the more active people, right, as far as, you know, being proactive and monitoring this thing as a marketing tool. Um, you know, I'm sure there's people doing it well. I'm sure there's people making money on it, but it's just not what, it could have been and what it was intended to be at the beginning, um, and there's no real way of, of stripping that down. So I don't predict Twitter lasting um, indefinitely into the future. I would give it maybe a couple more years, and then people just finally kind of get fed up and go, I can't say it, and that, you know what, we've all got cell phones, I'll just text, right, if I want you to know something, and you're not, I've got 10,000 friends, I'm not reading what they're all saying, and none of them are reading what I'm saying anyway. So, you know, what's, what's the point here? Um, you know, Facebook, I think it will continue. It serves a, a specific function, but I have a feeling, and I may be wrong here, but I have a feeling more and more users are, are going to be more and more like me. And, and I'm just gathering that because I get you know overwhelmed maybe at, a, at an earlier point than, than other people. But once I crossed you know, two, 300 friends in Facebook, I stopped reading what they were saying, and I was missing what my real friends were saying. Um, and I think that frustration is going to carry on. While it's fantastic that we can all communicate like this, at the same time, I'm busy. You're busy. We're all getting increasingly busier and more bombarded with different media sources coming at us. And now you're asking me to take even longer to filter through um, a bunch more data, all done in these little, like, 100, 200-word max or character, you know, snippets, even on Facebook. Um, 
what what are we going to do? So something has to change in the way we interact with social media. I have a feeling it will be a scaling down and then a separation. I wouldn't mind another Facebook for business. And when I wanted to know what was going on in the world uh, around me, and and you know I had time and I wasn't at you know Web Pro News or Search Brains, or I wanted to find out something that somebody knew that I wasn't finding in my regular you know search engine watch visits. Great, that's where I'll go. Or if I want to ask a question to somebody, you know I want you know. Who might know something about, you know, this weird, quirky Google Analytics thing? Well, let's go into that network, my business network, um, and see what's there. LinkedIn kind of tried to be that, but, you know, too many interlinkings and too many friend requests from people you've never heard of before. So we need a Facebook yeah. for business to kind of separate these things. Facebook, I, I think, is probably one of the most brilliant evolutions um, of a technology. I don't see it going anywhere. It, it sort of is its thing. I think people's interaction with Facebook will change. Um, but I think it in and of itself is is brilliant. I mean, they may actually evolve forward and just go. You know what? You know that Dave guy. He isn't unique. He's you know he would like something separate for business. Fantastic. Well, here's a tab for business, right? Where you can have friends there and you can have friends here. But basically, give me two completely different services. Where when I say something, it doesn't go here, right? That, that just because you're my friend doesn't mean you see my friend profile. You see that you know where where there's just some some more specific separations. There's some things you can do, but I mean real separation. Basically, this is two different accounts. Um, you know, from a, and going from a in, if they did that, I'd be a much bigger fan. Hmm? I agree with you on some senses that there's a, a lot of social media burnout happening, but from a technician's point of view, from an SEO's point of view, I'm going to be using it as a tool. Same with Twitter. Yep. Twitter is giving both Google and Bing signals about what my, my circle of friends um, a relatively influential circle at that is um, what they're interested in, what they're liking, what they're retweeting, what they're repeating, what they're um, recommending, um, what they're responding to. And knowing that that affects uh, search placement of documents I'm working on, yep. I can't not use it. I have to use it. I have to use it not only with a big smile on my face, but I have to use it thinking that I'm, you know, using it to... Uh, to better the 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 fortunes of my clients. Yeah. Um, now I I I do think we're going to see segmentation in this in the social network realm, and you're probably right, Dave. Um, Facebook needs to open itself up to different communities, different. Uh, you know, there's uh, think of the people who are interested in March Madness, the uh, you know annual. Um, college basketball tournaments um, that are held um, March and April. There's an enormous amount of chatter that goes around then. People get like sports pools together. Well, I don't want to see that in my Twitter stream because I could care less about March Madness. I certainly don't want to see that in my face in my Facebook news updates because, again, I don't really care. Um, and I bet you there's a lot of people in, uh, in my social graph, in my social network, who don't really care about the business stuff that I'm writing. Right. They care about me. But they don't care about the business end of things. So yeah, you may be you may well be right. There will there's likely going to be further segmentation in that area. Um, and looking at the uh, clock at the bottom of my computer monitor, I'm afraid we have to do a little bit of segmentation in our broadcast today because it's 20 to the hour. We have to take another break here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. But stay tuned, friends. We're coming back to talk about our favorite uh, topic. <laughs> Yahoo. Um, <laughs> I can't. I just can't believe these guys. But you get to find out what we're gonna say in a few minutes, because uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO will be back with Webcology after these messages.
Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR Web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PRWeb, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome back to the last segment on Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, October the 14th, 2010. And I'd like to remind you that you can listen to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm live every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. You can uh, listen to us on iTunes Radio. You can pick up podcasts from the WebmasterRadio.fm archives. You can pick up our podcasts on iTunes or other fine podcast distribution services. Um couple things coming up in the in the coming weeks in the uh, search marketing uh, industry. SES Chicago is happening in final Chicago next week. PubCon is happening early next month in Las Vegas. And the new kid on the block, the growing in popularity AFCON 2010 happening in Fort Lauderdale, Florida in uh, early December. Folks, if you're looking for a way to spend your time in the next in the coming two months, these are three phenomenal conferences, and you know, 
each one of these in uh, various parts of the industry are must-attend conferences. So you have SES Chicago next week, PubCon next month, AFCON 2010 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida uh, in December. It's uh, it's travel season. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's rumors about Yahoo going out there again that uh, <laughs> somebody um, that somebody wants to sell it. Yeah. Uh, you got you, you got to laugh too when you heard this I, one. Hey, uh, hey, Dave, I got some uh, swap land in Sunnyvale, California, <laughs> that you might be interested in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I mean, we can. Would Would you like to head into predicting what's going to happen? I don't know. Uh, the, here's my prediction: one way or another, Yahoo's going to screw it up. I don't know how, because <laughs> they'll surprise me. I'm sure. Okay, like the, the the funniest one I read was that the consortium uh, is forming around AOL trying to buy Yahoo. Um, the problem with these rumors is they're not true. Yeah, Yahoo is on on the on the block. I think um, the the shareholders and the board would just like to sell it, get some value out of it, and get out of Dodge. Yeah. Problem with that is nobody's interested in buying anymore. It's mad. No, well, I mean that's it's, that's their problem, right? Is it? I mean, I'm sure there's people who'd be interested in buying either segments of it or buying, you know, their their share. But would they be willing to pay enough for it? Well, to, you know, when you, when you think about Yahoo, you got to think about not just um, the former search engine and the operations in uh, in North America or in Europe. You got to think about things like Alibaba, the uh, Chinese search engine. Um, Yahoo owns a 39% share of Alibaba, which is actually valued higher. Their 39% share in Alibaba is valued higher than the company itself. I think Alibaba, is a, the 39% of Alibaba is around eight, maybe seven, eight billion dollars. Yahoo itself is, we're looking at it at like two to three billion, maybe four billion dollars. Right. So. If um, if you if we're really looking at how share shareholders uh, in Yahoo are going to finally see some value for their investment, and you know actually Yahoo has tra- is trading trending upwards. It was a uh, thirteen ten a share a couple weeks ago when I was mm-hmm. telling my dad that he might be interested in grabbing some. Um, it's now sitting uh, in fifteen I think around fifteen forty this morning in in trading. But again, yeah. I think a lot of the upwards movement in the shares are you know. Uh, uh, being fueled by speculation on a potential sale. Uh, folks, I want to remind you what happened last time AOL bought something really big. <laughs> I mean, that, that was the uh, Time Warner deal that set off the crash in 2000. Um, right, but this could actually work for Yahoo, because you know, AOL could buy Yahoo, and then Yahoo would become the, the giant that went, oh, crap, we got to get rid of this thing. <laughs> Well, yeah, although in this case, I don't think, I mean, when AOL bought into Time Warner, um, Time Warner still had a great deal of the power in that relationship. I'm mm-hmm. not positive where Yahoo's power is right now. Um, it's uh, lost its um, ability to innovate in search. Yeah. It's seeding its paid um, market um, in over to towards Bing, although Yahoo is still running the uh, the paid Search ads over on the on Bing and through its own uh, Nadison network, um, 
But there's not a lot of uh, R&D happening at Yahoo that we're aware of right now. Um, they are following the segmentation strategy where they're going to be trying to serve results to demographic groups as opposed to the general search results that I think people and, and all search engines. Hey, folks out there, people still want general results. You can personalize till the nth degree. But if we don't have a baseline, a standard of information that um, – or, or a few standards of, of information uh, uh, that, that, that people can rely on to be just general. I'm, I got to tell you, Dave, I'm quite nervous about the way that we will be learning, the way that we will be integrating knowledge in, in the future, because I just, see it, I just see people's focuses narrowing and narrowing and narrowing till it's just one big narcissist. Well, you're, you're right, Jim. And, I mean, looking at, uh, you know... It, at the model, let's talk about Facebook and, and Bing again. If it starts personalizing me too much, or with Google Instant and Google TV, if it's just personalizing my results too much, you're right. I mean, this is exactly what you, what you hit as a scenario where you're preaching to the converted. I'm constantly getting inundated with information I already know I like, right? And so I'll never learn something new. I'll never get that opinion that's outside of, of my realm of, of, of thoughts already. Um, and that is a potential problem. The, 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 the issue at hand, of course, is it's actually in the large corporation's best interest and marketer's best interest to reinforce that idea, right? It's in my best interest for that to happen so that I can perfectly pinpoint who my audience is uh, and, and sell them exactly what they want when their credit cards just happen to have been paid off and, and, and you know, they've got them, they're ready, they're, they're already on their desk. Um, so you, you do hit that, that odd situation. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it'll be impossible to perfectly personalize because I'm going to throw you a curveball. You're right, there does have to be that generic baseline because what happens when I search for something outside of the scope of things I've searched before? Um, and that happens all the time. I mean, we all do this all the time. Some Something happens in the news that we watched on TV, and let's assume we don't have Google TV, and I'm going to go and I'm going to look it up, right, or find something out about it, or a new product is launched, or, um, you know, I'm looking, I've never ordered, you know, a network router online, but I'm going to, you know, look that up and see. And when I run that query, there has to be that baseline to go, okay, something needs to rise to the top. This guy has never looked for routers before online. Um Let's let's you know we need to show them something, so let's show them show them this. So there will always be that that baseline. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's the thing that we're um, you know that that as as organic SEOs, we kind of you need to consider all these other things. But one of the big ones is focus on that baseline, figure out how to get that, and then you know look at things like Facebook like buttons and things like that to to sort of further enhance. Um, the traffic on those baselines. Make sure that, yes, when it is your perfect market, you're also there. But when it's a generic market, you are. And I think that'll change by search queries as well. If it's somebody looking for real estate, um, it's going to be a different environment. People aren't buying and selling, most people aren't buying and selling houses constantly. Um, and so your, your baseline is more often than not going to be the thing that really matters, um, is what is that generic. I've never looked for a house in Victoria, B.C. on my computer since formatting with my Google account logged in. Right? I mean, uh, it'll have no idea how to treat me when I search real estate Victoria, B.C. Um, and, and what Don't forget the universal so. cookie. You're always logged into Google. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't done that search since being there. Um, you know, and so it does need that, that fundamental baseline. I mean, going to the Yahoo point, though, I mean, what, 
you know, you'd hit a, an interesting spot. And I, I know if I was Google, I would almost be tempted to walk over to AOL and go, you know what, they'll take $3 billion here. Nope, you don't even have to pay us back here. Um, and then just let AOL take it, drive it into the ground, and then turn to Bing and go, oh, you got that whole Facebook Bing search results thing? How's that working with your 8% market share? Right? And then, then just drive them right into the, into the ground. <laughs> um, you know, through that way, and you know, sort of you know, work it out that way. Of course, I, I don't think Google could ever get approval to purchase Yahoo themselves. Um, I just don't no, see that not, ever happening. Happen. I mean, um, and, you know, kind of rightfully, that would just be, you know, I, I'm all for, you know, if they can grab 90% market share at the end of the day on their own, nothing should be inherently there to stop them. Um, but if, if you know, uh, it, it, they shouldn't be allowed to just purchase it. <laughs> sort well, of thing. You know what? We're, we're down to our dying seconds here on Webcology for, for this oh. week. Um I'd like to have touched on Google's newest invention, um, cars that drive themselves. We might talk about that next week. Although next week, we actually we're going to have an interesting show. We have a guest next week, Garrett French. Folks who've been in the industry for a very long time will remember Garrett French. Um, used to be the editor of Search Engine... Go no, Search Engine... Goodness gracious. I don't think that the publication that he... Uh, edited is around anymore. It's um, basically it's Andy Andy Beale's Marketing Pilgrim is what Garrett used to. I can't even remember the name of the, the publication. It doesn't exist yeah, you anymore. You know what? That, that's hilarious because I'm like, yeah, what the heck was that? <laughs> lowdown. Search Engine Lowdown. SEL. There we go. Um, Thank you. We, we have Garrett on next week. He's actually invented or innovated a new link building tool on Tolo. Um, and, you know, I'll give Garrett support anytime because in my early part of my career, he gave me a great deal of support. I'd love to be able to pay this back. Um, and I would like to talk about uh, Google's self-driving cars. Maybe Google will give us my flying car, the one I expected 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> well, I saw it on the Jetsons as a kid, and I still don't have one. And then I could go talk to the police directly. I could just pull up beside them and say, hey, land the helicopter. You're too loud. Um yeah. But that's next week here on Webcology. Uh, later today, stay tuned to the network, to Webmaster Radio, folks. We have a bunch of live shows coming up. Stay tuned directly after this show. On Affiliate Marketing Insider, Wade Sisson is going to be talking to Bennett Kelly about legal issues affecting affiliate marketing. And if you guys have not heard Bennett Kelly speak, stick around. This guy is a legal eagle genius. I love listening to Bennett talk. He's a great guy to hang out with. And if you ever need advice or you ever need a good internet lawyer, Bennett Kelly's your man. Following that, at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, we have Office Hours Live with Vanessa Fox. That's somebody who I would love to ask about the, the, the move of Marissa over at Google. Um, and um, following Office Hours, we have a live affiliate buzz with James Martell. Friends, you have amazing programming coming up here on webmasterradio.fm. But on behalf of Dave Davies is, uh, from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology for Thursday, October the 14th, 2010. Stay tuned, friends. Great stuff coming up on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs>